Welcome to The Great Conversation, where ideas matter. Ideas can shape markets or they can change the world. I was very interested as we cross over into different sectors of the marketplace, this idea that the roles we play in business can turn into rote. And what I mean by that is we go through school and we learn how to be something. And if it's in a medical discipline, we become a doctor or we become a dentist or we become a teacher, an educator. These roles are really fascinating. And there's all sorts of different uh, consulting in around how to best achieve those roles. But there's a unique company that's um, maybe started in the optimization of those practices and is turning into something much, much different uh, under the leadership of uh, a president and chief marketing officer by the name of Reagan Robertson. We're gonna, we're gonna be talking to her today about her company, but more importantly, how her purpose and her passion is intersected with the mission and vision of Productive Dentist Academy. Reagan, welcome to The Great Conversation. Thank you for having me on the show, Ron. I am honored to be here. Now, Reagan and I have intersected in the past. I first learned of her from an old mentor of mine that if I really wanted to take my brand and my company to the next level, I, I, I got to get to know Reagan Robertson. And she lives north of me and uh, in the area of Anacortes, Washington, which is known by most of us in the Seattle area as the place we take ferries into the San Juan Islands. And, uh, and Reagan loves that area as well. But uh, Reagan, today we have so much to talk about and we only have about 20 or so minutes. And I'm thinking, Reagan, what are you doing differently than what you've experienced in other, in other practices and other disciplines? Or, or are you doing anything differently today with Productive Dentist Academy? Well, the Academy, I would say, is we, we got into the business of helping dentists become more productive, better using their time in better ways. So our co-founder, Dr. Bruce B. Baird, uh, is a practicing cosmetic powerhouse dentist down in Granbury, Texas. And he is a voracious learner, always learning and implementing new things. And he just decided one day, you know, why don't we get some doctors around a table and I'm happy to share what I've learned. And Victoria Peterson, our other co-founder, joined alongside Bruce, and she said, I'd like to take all of that knowledge that you're infusing into dentists and deliver it to the team. So there's alignment between the two entities. And over the last, well, I think 16, 17 years now that we've, um, that we've been blessed to be in business and serving dentists, we found that just like dentists, our needs have evolved, their needs have evolved. So we serve to a greater capacity now. We've really understood that the two founding areas um, that we came in to help have, have really encompassed a, more of a, a big, bigger picture, the philosophy of care, and it really goes into impacting the health of millions of people around the country. And, and we don't think of dentists that way, a philosophy of care, which implies a lot more than just cleaning my teeth and drilling holes in them. Uh, tell, tell me what that means. What, what have 
you found in coaching and consulting with these business owners, these dentists? Well, what we found is that dentists go to school to become dentists, clinically proficient. Just like you said, there is some decay. They go in, they drill it, they fill it, bing, bang, boom, right? And dentists go into business for different reasons. They go into dentistry, you know, maybe they have a personal story uh, that maybe their father or mother was a dentist, or perhaps they have a fetish for teeth, who knows? (laughs) There's different reasons, but they get out into the real world and they are not small business owners. And I think their, their philosophy of care, why they became a dentist in the first place becomes easily clouded with day-to-day operations and understanding and getting back to the philosophy of care elevates the industry as a whole. So getting back to a story, uh, one of the dentists that we work with, she's a phenomenal dentist. Her name is Dr. Megna Dasani. She's out of Texas and her father died of sleep apnea totally preventable, could have had a CPAP, could have saved his life. I think he was in his 50s. And she was a dentist at the time. She became so impassioned about this. uh, She ended up modifying her dental practice so that she serves uh, through sleep apnea. So she deals with children. She helps with tongue ties, all airway issues. Uh, It's all completely legal and normal under dentistry. But would you have thought of dentists as, as serving airways? Most people don't. And what we realize is that the philosophy of care, what you're passionate about, dentistry actually provides you a wide variety of of health options that you can serve too. It just comes down to what you're particularly passionate about and how you would like to serve. And we like to surface that. We've had doctors come through and say, you know, we've been practicing dentistry for 12 years and I only just now figured out how I can be of my best and highest use to my patients so that their health is the best it can be. How does a dentist find you, Reagan? Is it word of mouth? Is it, and, and also when they find you, what is their first level of urgency that they usually come to you with? Oh, that, those are two really good questions. Uh, word of mouth has always been our, our number one driver. We are out in the market. We have two podcasts that we, uh, that we, they, we release them weekly, the Productive Dentist Podcast with our co-founder, Dr. Bruce B. Baird. And uh, I'm the co-host on Everyday Practices with my co-host, Dr. Chad Johnson, who is on PDA faculty with us here. Uh, we provide workshops and we speak at many different events. So we are out in the market that way as well. And uh, we just make sure that we are influencing those around us to share the word. Uh, I've got to just for a second, uh, for those of you who think, what what does a dentist have to do with me? Uh, Especially my friends in the risk, resilience and security industry, listen to some of the titles of these podcasts. Courageous Conversations, Clarity, Courage, and Commitment, When Your Plans Hit the Fan. I love that one. I love that one. These are not necessarily about dentistry specifically, but they apply holistically to getting the most out of their lives, in their practice, and their business. This is extraordinary. Where did you come up with these ideas? Oh, gosh, I think I'd have to get back to to myself, I guess, and, and my own personal journey. 
I, uh, I, I have nothing to do with dentistry, even though I've been in dentistry for 10 years now. My background is in art, design, marketing, communication. I've uh, been in publishing different industries and I ended up going through um, a downturn. I was with a company for one year. It was a beautiful company. Um, it had produced great products for marketing for, for small businesses. And I thought at the time, I am the happiest I will ever be. I loved getting up. I bounced up out of bed every day, could not wait to go to work and help, you know, improve somebody's marketing message. After one year, the company folded. And I didn't understand why. They were, they had a great service, a great product. We, we took great care of people, but there was a business piece that was missing to that element. And when I joined uh, PDA in 2011, I saw that same issue popping up for, for dentists. I realized that, that dentists have a proficiency in, in serving patients and getting into the mouth and finding out what's wrong in there. They're engineers. It's really they're engineers and artists together. That doesn't mean that they have any tools, skill sets, or preparedness when it comes to actually running the business itself. And that to me is heartbreaking. And I think that's not fair. I think it's unfair of the world to say, you get to go into a quarter of a million to half a million in debt nowadays for your dental degree. We're going to give you no skill training whatsoever in running a business, but we're going to entice you into spending $1 million or more into buying your first dental practice, give you the keys, and then there you go. You get to be an expert in marketing. You get to be an expert in HR. That's a fun one. You get to deal with, with building violations and lease agreements. And speaking of security and risk resilience, oh, let's talk about HIPAA for a second. And, and responding to, you can't even respond to an online review without potentially doing a HIPAA violation. So uh, let alone talking about records. There's, so now you have to be a security expert as well. So there's all these different facets to, to running a, a dental practice. And my goal with everyday practices is helping doctors understand that they can build a profitable practice that has patients loving them and coming back again and again. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, but you do have to understand yourself and you have to be willing to lean into advice that helps support a successful practice. Yeah, I loved, I loved one of your quotes. Uh, get what you focus on in uh, one of your podcasts that you're talking to Chad, your uh, Dr. Chad in your podcast, get yes. what you focus on because you were talking about going through a difficult year with Chad. Yes, we have. Well, well, first the get what getting what you focus on uh, every year, our CEO comes up with a, a get ready for the hippie alert spirit animal of the year. It started out as a joke uh, back in 2011 2012 it's actually become a very powerful tool for our company. And which I like the art meeting logic here. Every year she comes up with some sort of animal and the guiding principles that will pull us through the year. So 2021 is the year of the lion and being part of a pride and what that means. And we, we take apart the psychology of what it means to be a lion. And on the back of this t-shirt that I designed for our company to all wear, it says where focus goes, energy flows. And I think the pandemic taught us a lot about chaos. It ripped the rules off of everything. And for dentists in particular, 
business was shut completely and they had no game book. They had, there was no rules to play in this. You could apply for PPP uh, and maybe you would get it, maybe you wouldn't, maybe you could get it paid back, maybe you won't, um, and let alone the, the PPE, which is uh, personal protection equipment. All the rules changed on that as well. So it was a wild west of sorts just exploding. And what I found from that, and I think Victoria found also in, in choosing the lion is it's very important to be intentional. And that gets back to who you are as a person and why you own a business in the first place. And when you know those two things, you can align it with a mission that lasers you in, that gives you the focus, that gives you that, gives you that one moment where you can take all of your energy like a laser beam and get the most out of what you're, you're driving towards. And what I love about that, Reagan, what a great segue, because what I love about that is on your website, you talk about authenticity. And you also have in the name of your company, Productive. Yes. So how does the personhood of the dentist, how does authenticity intersect with Productive? I enjoyed how uh, in the opening of this interview with us together today, you, you spoke um, about the kind of the rules that are put on us through life and how we sort of put on different suits depending on the situation. If I'm a father, that's the suit I'm wearing today. If I'm a dentist, those are the scrubs I'm putting on today. And I believe that we are really conditioned to show up how society expects us to show up. So in the 80s, I don't know that you could even market your dental practice in the 80s. I think it was not until the late 80s where you could actually, they released some regulations and you could market yourself. And so a lot of that early marketing collateral that you see was every um, dentist in a lab coat. They had their white lab coat on. It was a very professional photograph taken. There wasn't a lot of humor uh, injected into it. There was really no personality. The personality that, that they want you to see is a medical professional. I am here, I am showing up to help you with your oral health. Thank you very much. And, and on we go. And I don't, you know, I can't speak to what that did for us at the time. I can say, I feel like as a society, we have evolved and the, the search and the yearning for true connection is stronger than ever. And to be true to yourself means allowing yourself to come out and play regardless of what hat you're wearing. And being audaciously brave to do so. This isn't, this is just, this is not just surface talk. It's so easy to say, oh, Ron, just, just be yourself, be authentic, turn your camera on. Let me see who you are right now. It's not easy to do that because, because we, we condition ourselves to show a certain face to each other, right? So you and I could have conducted this interview together with our cameras off. I have my professional headshot on, you have your professional headshot on. We are two professionals having a professional conversation, <laughs> right? We have credibility, we have our credentials, all of the stuff. But when we're real with each other, when we're really uh, building that connection, that means we're in relationship. And when we're in relationship, Ron, I trust you. And when I trust you, Ron, I'm going to listen to the recommendations you have for me about my health. Now we're going somewhere together. And now we're going somewhere together. I love that. What a great line and, and really something we all need to remember. And you're absolutely right. During the pandemic, um, as most of you know, 
I held a great conversation forum. And it was a Congress of sorts of the entire ecosystem that included executive leaders and also their vendor community, the consultants, integrators, and technology vendors. And we all arrived in suits with ties on, with most of us having a haircut within the last week and uh, conducted ourselves very professionally, which is okay. Professional yeah. is good. It is good. good. Uh, and, and of course, you've experienced the same thing mm-hmm. in your world, right? The lab, Absolutely. Lab, right? And a demeanor that everyone's going to come off as an engineer or a medical in the medical profession. How do you at PDA, Productive Dentist Academy, how do you release that lion? Are there tricks to it? Uh, if, if, if a dentist was listening in today and he goes, ooh, how would they work with me to release my inner lion and allow me to be truly authentic and productive as a business? Oh, I think that that's a good question. I, a couple of dentists popped to mind right away. So I think of showing up as professional as a sign of respect. So it's okay to, to dress. It's not, about, it's not about showing up in your Sunday's finest, and it's also not showing up in your Saturday sweatpants. It is, it is showing a respect for one another. So you can still dress professionally, and that can mean that you're being authentic. There's ways that you can infuse your authenticity and let people know who you are that can um, complement it and not get in the way. So for example... One dentist we worked with uh, really loved rock and roll. I mean, ZZ Top was one of his, you know, favorite bands. All the classic rock bands were, um, are just, you know, up his alley. And so in his operatory, he, uh, he collects guitars. They've always, they always stayed at his house. He collects guitars from celebrities. And somebody suggested to him, why don't you bring that in practice? Hang it on the wall. And he's like, I no, I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm going to give it a try. So he put up guitars in his practice. And then when he was developing his marketing collateral, the content writer saw this and, and did, you know, did an interview with him and started putting in, yes, we do, we do implants, but also we're going to sneak in this little pun, uh, you know, about KISS for example, about a band. And what happened was all of a sudden this doctor started attracting patients that he really wanted and they were totally getting, they were on the same wavelength. So they made a connection, they linked before they ever even met. And, and you wanna build these little, being authentic really helps you build these little subconscious layers of trust before you ever interact. And it doesn't impede his ability to uh, be totally clinically proficient and practice the best dentistry around. What it does do though, is it allows his personality to shine through, give them both something to talk about. Now he enjoys his environment. It's not completely just a sterile three white walls, you know? I mean, it it has a little bit of him in it. And I think that, that you can infuse yourself creatively and still show up professionally that honors who you are and honors the profession you're in. Yeah, I'll I'll never forget a, uh... A doctor I went into for an implant, uh, a dentist uh, for an implant, and he had pictures on the wall of him in India and in uh, climbing mountains and, and all this. And you're absolutely right. It made him more human. It made him more relatable. Uh, yes. Uh, it was a, whoever was involved in that. Maybe it was himself, but that's exciting. So yes. again, back to authenticity, be who you are, let it infuse 
who you are becoming. Yeah, and don't be afraid to share it. I think that's another thing that I find with professionals in dentistry or not, is there's this sense of covering ourselves up. Why would anybody be interested in this? They're coming to me so that, you know, that my, that my teeth can be drilled or they're, they're coming to me for a resiliency assessment. <laughs> why, why would that matter? And the truth is it really does matter when we share ourselves, when we open ourselves up to that. But this, uh, the PDA isn't just a gestalt you know, find yourself company. No. <laughs> They're conscious of that. But all these things you talked about that go into a business and really being a trustworthy advisor and sometimes in execution mode and helping them through that, that's incredible. Um, and I had never heard of that until I met you. I uh, had never heard of any such thing. I, I don't know if they're there for doctors, for example, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for pediatrics, for for things like that, but uh, are you unique in the professional world? That's a really good question. There are there are business consultants in different sectors. Mm -hmm. I just wrapped up uh, my certification process for business made simple coaching, mm -hmm. and it is a series of frameworks to help any small business become a better business owner. And so in that community, I, I joined that community last year when I became StoryBrand certified. This is all through Donald Miller. And I found that regardless of the industry, there is a, there is a need to marry hmm, productive activities, productive purpose-driven actions with authenticity. So it is a left brain, right brain. Really, I do see that as um, as being a driving need. And, and healthcare, I, I can't speak to the medical community if they have that or not. But I will say it, what I have been heard, what I have heard, and has been told to me many times is, "Wow, doctors, other doctors need this." Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I uh, I got to tell you, um, that's art and science, and there's very few of us out there who can both find the story within you help you articulate it and, and teach you how to infuse it into a highly productive business. So you're absolutely unique as far as I'm concerned. And I've spanned many different industries, as you well know. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Uh, Reagan, this has been a great conversation. I I'm going to ask you two questions um, that may help fuel future conversations. And so put yourself in a second uh, that you're going to be a fly on the wall. And you would like us to have a conversation just like you today with someone you'd like to listen to and for us to get into their heads and their lives. Who would you want us to have a conversation with? That's a very good question. See, Ray, Reagan uh, hasn't listened to my podcast or she she would have discovered this curveball I was going to throw at her. No, I didn't get to the end. <laughs> and, and by the way, just so you know, I'll probably edit this pause out. Uh, for So they're all listening right now. But what I'm getting at is that's why I said, Reagan, this has been a great conversation in case I wanted to edit it out. I wouldn't edit this pause out at all. So Excellent. here's... No, please don't. I no, no, no. I think the pause is is worthy of giving it thought. And here's why I pause. Um, I've had the privilege of hearing you. Um, ex I call it extracting. It's really extracting the story. Interview to me is too light of a word with what you've done. And my immediate vision that I got into my head was a conversation that you had with a, a CSO in Seattle. And 
I feel that the world is um, underserved because they don't they don't know necessarily that it that how much people are working behind the scenes to make sure that we are um, a safe society, a secure society, and that leaders at the very top level are grappling uh, just like every human on earth is. There is no, there is no godlike complex. There is no um, great answer. Uh, it, it's, oh, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, I met him at South by Southwest. That would be who I would ask you to interview, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. He invented the WWW. I didn't know that. I was ignorant. I happened to just go up to talk to this gentleman, have a conversation with him. He was about to go on stage, handed me an HTML5 sticker, a little bumper sticker or something for my laptop. And I heard this rush behind me of people. And I thought, what's going on? And he touched my arm and said, it's been a wonderful time chatting with you. I have to go speak. I turned around and there were camera crews, interviewers rushing towards me. And I looked, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. I looked over to the seats where I was going to go sit down to listen to this person who I guess is speaking now. And this British man says, you don't know who the fuck that was. <laughs> I said, I don't. <laughs> so I sit down, my face is beyond red, and Sir Tim Berners-Lee goes up and, and he speaks to the world, he's speaking to um, hackers, he's speaking to the leading edge in innovation at South by Southwest, and he really says, we are putting our fate in your hands. We understand that there are a lot of unknowns in, in internet, and this was, I think, right before IoT really became a big thing. And, and because of um, your abilities, we need to work together to make the world a better place. I had no idea he was there. I had no idea who he was. I had no idea that this was how great things happen. And I think you two sitting down would be a, a phenomenal um, grab the tea, grab the coffee, grab the everything, sit down and, and listen to this fireside chat. Well, you still have his business card? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> this has been a great conversation with Reagan, Robert, Reagan Robertson, and I look forward to many more, Reagan. Thank you so much. Thank you too, Ron.